Hello and welcome to episode number 72 of Five Star Potential, a weekly football manager podcast brought to you by WeStreamFM. Uh, on this week's podcast, we have Joseph. Hello. Hello. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. New year, new us, I guess. Something like that. Who cares? No one. Feels like Excellent. same old us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no hyperbole here. Mr. Dupe, hello. Hello. Hello and welcome. Mr. David Azopardi. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. New year, new me. Brilliant. Same shit here. Uh, <laughs> Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. A up chuck. A up chuck. Excellent. Right. Uh, we have a interesting discussion regarding mentoring groups, personality types, leadership courses. It sounds like work. It's not. It's football manager, I, I promise you. Um, but that's what we're covering in the team meeting today. We also have the usual Q&A and quiz as well. But let's get started with some save updates. Uh, Joseph, I know you've actually played FM over Christmas. So uh, what have you been doing slash planning away? Absolutely not planning anything. Um, been playing my Ipswich save. Um, didn't resign. Didn't look for another job. Uh, just went for let's see how it goes and it actually went okay it started well um, I'm six games in I went five games unbeaten which was two draws three wins and then I got absolutely spanked by City 5-2 um, but we've built a fairly solid team for not a lot of money um, I bought in Wesley Hoyt from Southampton who got relegated for 10 million that was my biggest um, transfer of the summer Ryan Kent from Liverpool, five and a half million, uh, and Dominic Calvert Lewin from Everton from five million. Uh, but I think the best bit of business I'd done was free transfers and loans. Uh, Joel Ward, uh, Izzy Brown, Jay De Silva, Josh Sims, Grady Diangana uh, on free transfers, so all Premier League players. Um, I signed Nicholas Dela Cruz. Not many people will probably recognise that name, but he plays for River Plate. Um, I had him at River Plate in the famed network save um, but managed to pick him up on a free um, and then on loan I got um, Ampadu and Eddie Nketcher again so I've actually built myself a good solid little Premier League squad for not a lot of money How are you finding Ryan Kent? I had him last year at I think it was my Blackburn save on loan and he was he was pretty good actually at like a League One level in the first season but I'm, I'm not really sure how well he develops um, I had him on loan last like in the championship and it's kind of I rotate those wide players um, he's probably better as like a wide left cutting in whereas I play two wingers so I've been playing him on the right a bit and then occasionally in game if it's not quite working out I'll, I'll put him on the left let him cut in put Dean Garner on the right let him cut, cut in onto his left foot um, Dean Garner what a wonderful player he is in football manager despite having one determination uh, and I mean, one determination. I know, I know most people go determination is king, um, but he has got one for determination. But he is a baller in this game. Um, is his flair ridiculous? He has got high flair, high acceleration. His crossing's not brilliant um, for a wide player, but as I say he's still still very young, still work in progress. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been been a good start. Um, there are things in the pipeline, um, but for now, it's hip switch. Marvelous. Well. Uh, well, I mean, if there are plans in the pipeline, is Ipswich going to continue on or is are you nearing the end of that one? Well, one of the things I was kind of talking about on Twitter was I've, being a few seasons in, I find it kind of hard to start somewhere in terms of writing a blog, doing anything like that. And I was 
I was trying to think to myself, what could I do? Is it worth just doing a short summary of what you know the the story so far? Um, and I just thought to myself, I don't know if I remember enough about the save. I definitely haven't got any real evidence stored. You know, like when you're going through, you take screenshots of different things, mm. and I haven't been doing that in the save. Obviously, you can go back and you can check records and you can check you know past statistics and things like that. Um, but it was more of me kind of going, I don't think I've got enough behind me to kind of really write something worthwhile to give people an update and I've been updating on Twitter as well so it's kind of it's already out there um, but if as I say if I do start something else I've got a little plan in my mind um, I spent New Year's Day reading a lot of kind of football manager content watched a few videos um, Dave decided to do what everyone loves and do an experiment uh, watch that as well um, <laughs> And it kind of it gave me the bug that I was like, do you know what? Yeah, I want to do something. I've not done anything for FM19. And yeah, seeing as we're in the new year, I might as well uh, get cracking. Get the hashtag out. Marvellous. <laughs> uh, Dave, uh, Joe's dropped you in it. So what, what have yeah. you been doing aside from your coffee. experiment? Yeah. <laughs> and coughing, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually played a fair bit of FM over the last few weeks. i finished off the second season with Wolves now. Um, and... It was quite an interesting end to the season because I think I said a few weeks ago that I really wanted to try and get Europe, but the best way would have been through the FA Cup. And I got into the quarterfinal against Swansea, who are in the Premier League at the moment, and every game we've had against them, I think uh, the first game we lost 3-2 to them at home. They scored two last-minute goals. Second game we beat them 4-3 with a last-minute goal. So I thought, you know what, let's do a live come of this quarterfinal and guaranteed it would finish nil-nil, but it didn't, to be fair. Uh, however, we did lose after extra time 4-3 uh, again, uh, which was really annoying. And then I think after that, the players just went on holiday because I think it was six games left of the league season. After the Swansea game, we lost 5-0 to Leicester, 4-1 to West Brom, which was obviously even worse. Uh, I think we got a win and a draw and then got smashed by Spurs and Liverpool at the end of the season. So um, after the Leicester game as well, the players refunded the fans, which you don't see very often. That's how bad we were. So um, yeah, the season three now is going to be quite a big one for me because not just in terms of, I'm still enjoying it, but in terms of user engagement and views and stuff, it's not nowhere near what I wanted in my best series. So that's something that I've got to consider at the moment. But as I say, I'm enjoying it at the moment. I think I'm going to give it another season, see what we could do. Um, going to have a big pre-season. Jean Martino is left on a free. He didn't want to renew a contract at all, which is really, really annoying. Um, because obviously, I know what we'll be talking about, sort of the mentoring and, and stuff. He was quite a big part of the plans for that. But yeah, it's going to be a big pre-season. There are loads of offers coming in for some players, but ideally I don't really want to sell anyone because we haven't had the best of youth intakes. Uh, so Herman Marra at the moment is still the key man. And I think he's going to come in to, to fill Giamatino's boots quite well. Have you sort of looked into sort of trying to replace your head of youth development or whoever actually controls the uh, the youth intake or at least uh, influences the youth intake? Because you seem to have had the past few that have not been particularly great. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it seems weird, but that's it's only the second youth intake that we've had. So obviously the first one was the first season where we got Mara and stuff. There's actually three or four like five-star potential players, but when, like according to the staff. But when you actually look at them, they're not brilliant. 
I, I put a picture of one guy up on Twitter and he's got a few good attributes, but he's like a six foot two winger or something like that. So it doesn't really work out. But with the way the game works now, I can't just put him on a training to become a central midfielder or an attacking midfielder because it only sets it per month, doesn't it? Then you have to keep redoing it and redoing it. That's because it's so, wanting you to put him on as a wide target man. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I I did look at that, but I just, I, I, I'm not sure. But get Darren up, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. But yeah, as I said, there's there's some good. There are some good players in the academy and, and pre-season now. I've actually called a few up to the first team because I think I called a few youth players up at the end of the season and they scored a few goals. So I think it's third season now, we'll actually call a few players up, see what they can do in pre-season and see what we can do. What have your board been like with like expectation? Because obviously they still see Wolves as we can spend loads of money even though you're well, not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got given 90 million for season three and I can't spend a penny of it. <laughs> so luckily, first uh, between season one and season two, I was uh, able to change the philosophy to sign high-profile high players uh, to develop players through the youth academy, so I was quite lucky with that. And to be fair, the expectations are all mid, like being mid-table. But I think even after this season, as Matinho's gone, Neves, as a promise, is expecting Champions League football by the end of this season, which isn't going to happen, I don't think. So yeah, we've got we've got a big task ahead of us this season. So yeah, it's difficult. Just need to tell them to wind the necks in, I guess. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I take it. Dupe and Tobes have not really played much FM this week. No, I've not. I'm, <clears throat> I'm having a nice break. It's wonderful. You know, I'm not going to dwell on the fact that I was absolutely miserable working through Christmas and New Year while everyone else was enjoying uh, a nice bit of time off. But no, not back yet. Uh, and as always, I only really play my saves live. Like every bit of it's like played live. So uh, been on a break. Been on a break. It's been nice. Playing other stuff. Yes. Marvelous. I can only really echo that, but not really enjoying the break because I've just been constantly at work, which is fabulous. Have you done many hours overtime, Dupe? <laughs> I haven't mentioned this at all. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. A couple, right, mate, not, not too much. Not too much. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, well, we'll uh, jump into our team meeting then. The team meeting. As I alluded to earlier, or, or literally quite overtly just said, uh, we're talking about mentoring groups, personality types, and, and leadership courses. Now, this is part of the game that I've not really touched on myself at all, other than reading it in guides and things like that. So I'm going to be sort of <laughs> it's like the blind leading the blind, I guess. But I'm going to sort of act slash actually be completely unknown, and I'm going to rely on the others, and I'm going to be the one sort of directing traffic and asking questions. So hopefully... I think this is probably one of the sort of features that not a lot of people actually touch, or at least they maybe have looked at and then think, nah, that's not for me. So hopefully we can maybe lure some people into actually trying out these features themselves. Who wants to get us started with sort of explaining sort of uh, how the, I guess, how the tutoring has changed, because that's what mentoring groups have, have replaced? Um. Yeah, the... Well... This was quite a big change at the start of the game. And to be fair, up until the last few weeks, I've not really used it that much and not really looked at it, which you probably think for me with the type of save that I'm doing is a little bit strange. However, with the way that they've changed it, it's actually quite difficult to get first team uh, first team players 
to directly tutor academy players. So if you have a mentor group, it's only groups within, well, players within your first team. So for argument's sake, I couldn't get Jean Martinho to tutor uh, Herman Mara if he was in the under-18s. So you have to do all the groups within the first team, which is a little bit annoying. I could sort of see the point in it, um, but it's quite a big change to the game and it's actually made tutoring very, very different. I think last year or in previous years, in the fact when you could get a 33-year-old tutor and a 16, 17-year-old and they'd get personality and mental attributes boosted quite quickly, uh, this season it's very different and it takes a lot longer for you to notice any differences. If you put that under-18 player in the first squad and then made him available for the under-18 squad, could you tutor or mentor him? Uh, yeah, I think you probably could still do that, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. that, I, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. I think, you, yeah, you'd definitely be able to do that, though. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it this year is to essentially promote the players who you want to be mentored by. Experienced isn't the right word anymore because a lot of it's based down on influential so it's you know you're looking for the highly influential to, for want of a better phrase, rub off on the less influential players, and more often than not, that's because you want these younger lads in the mentoring group. You bring them into the first team, and uh, and at that point, uh, obviously you don't want to you don't necessarily want to play them in the first team, especially you know if they're sort of younger than seventeen, sixteen. <clears throat> um, but you make them available for the for the squad they come from. I've used it this year. Um, obviously, in the MLS, it's a little bit different because I don't have a youth team in the true sense. I have an academy, but you have to sign those players into your first team using salary cap and and all the rest of it. Um, but uh, but I have had sort of relatively limited success, and this year, and I don't know if anyone else has had any of the the positives from mentoring but I've had a news article for George Bellow um, Atlanta have got like a 15 year old left back in real life <clears throat> maybe 16 now and uh, he was straight in there in with the the highly influential players him and I had another lad Scott Clark and another lad but I got a um, a news report I suppose a coach report uh, into the inbox saying that uh, his uh, his personality has been improved on positively by uh by those within the mentoring group or something. I'm paraphrasing. There, there will be a generic message, I'm sure. Um, but I've had that through. Um, but yeah, I suppose being in the MLS and somewhat limited by youth, maybe not using it as much as I should do, but certainly there is, I've got one mentoring group at the moment that I've specifically used uh, the team leaders and the highly influential players, assuming they've got a decent personality in the first place. Uh, and clubbed in with the sort of four or five younger players I had in the first team squad at Atlanta. Um, but again, you can dial into it much more because you can go one on one. You know, just because it's a mentoring group, you don't you don't have to have it as a group. Um, and also, maybe you just want it for you know the uh, the, the 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 trading off of PPMs etc. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's something I can go more detail into, but probably not while I'm at Atlanta because I don't feel I'm going to get the full use of it. It's definitely something I've been kind of paying a bit more attention to now because, you know, and I'll be quite honest, it was a piece of piss to tutor a player to have a you know whatever personality type you wanted, you know, get there, make them driven, make them whatever you needed to do. You know, FM eighteen, absolute 
it was easy to make players fulfil their potential very, very quickly. And it's now quite apparent that it's not as easy as that. And I've kind of been looking at it and I've done the same thing, looked at influential players. Um, at Ipswich had Luke Chambers, whose personality type is a leader. And I thought, Do you know what? I'd quite like to try and impart some of that. He's, you know, in real life, he's a really passionate kind of captain for Ipswich. And I thought, you know what? Let's get some players in there and see if something, as you say, rubs off on them. Um, done a whole season, it done absolutely fuck all. So I thought, you know what, I need to have a look at this a different way and see if I can if I can try and manipulate different ways of, you know, seeing player improvements. And I mean, having conversations on Twitter and things like that, it, it doesn't seem to be as easy as it was in FM18. It's almost like that, I think. And I think it's for the better, because like you said a moment ago, like last year, year before, it's too, it's too easy. You could go pick up a wonder kid and within... Seven months of him being at the club is, you know, is 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 growing leaps and bounds, and a couple of years later, he's almost a world beater. And I think, I think what they've tried to do this year is purposely stem that flow. You know, where you you'll maybe have that odd wonder kid who will genuinely be uh, really, really uh, sort of uh, influenced by bigger players and leap up quite quickly. But like, I think what they're trying to do is stem the flow. I mean, that George Bellow is the only positive report I've had from the mentoring group and that was well longer than a, a season that I had that that report come back so I don't I don't I don't view it as negative I think you know we I think as a species we don't like change do we and I think that's the problem at the moment this is just one of those changes that in a couple of years we'll, we'll be thinking how was it that the, the the mentoring used to work again oh yeah 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 it was tutoring one-on-one and um, I just feel I feel the numbers that are getting crunched behind the the scenes that we don't see. I bet you there's a right load of formulas there. Maybe one of them that involves a little bit of a little bit of luck as to how's this one going to take it with with hidden attributes and all this lot. And uh, and on some people it's going to work very very well. And on others they're probably just not going to take up that well. And therefore, you know, adversely the the ones who are, who are doing the influencing, the ones that are actually in the mentoring group as the older players about finding. The right recipe uh, is going to be is going to be a tricky one, but at least it's another thing for us to play with. Like it's it's a little bit less set and forget, if you know what I mean. Like like tutoring was, we used to just go, yeah, you and you put you together, you're going to be amazing in six months' time, and then forget about it and move on. And then oh look, there he is with his with his now driven personality and all the rest of it, and um, you know his determinations rose by eleven because he only, he only had two. You know, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a nice way to go about it. It's just we're all going to have to get used to the used to the change, and hopefully, in time, almost devise what this recipe is and what we need to put into it to get it to work right. And I think that'll be when you feel like you've cracked it. At least you'll feel like you've achieved something rather than the old slapdash. You see, I've really struggled this year um, to cement anything down with mentoring because. We've had two. We've been very lucky. We've had two golden generations on our youth, and and what I should be doing is, is utilizing that and 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 developing them into the players that's going to guide this club in the future. The issue I've got is is I've got no big players in my team because everybody else is loaned in. We've had two back to back promotions, and we we are loaning in ninety percent of our first team, maybe even ninety percent of our first fifteen. And it's causing it's causing me a bit of problems with trying to develop these players because 
you can't get any continuity on your mentoring because the groups are being split up every year because the loan players are going back. We're getting new loan players in. And it's taken a hell of a lot of time for me to do this because we're constantly having to go through and try and match these players up. And I've, I've not found it all in all kind of that easy. The uh, well, I was going to pick up on one of Tobes's points uh, about the sort of the changes. First of all, um, which was, I'm not sure how clubs actually run. The, I, now, obviously, SI put a lot of research into this, and they definitely know better than I do. But I'm just intrigued as to to what made them change their direction away from like one to one tutoring to sort of these mentoring groups. Is that how? club like most clubs tend to do it or is it more how sort of the elite clubs do it i have literally no idea about that it's sort of i guess something i've you know i've not had an experience of myself uh, a, a sort of a top tier club having never worked behind the scenes at one so i don't know if it's how they do it or or not or whether the old way of doing it was more representative of how it works in real life does anyone have any sort of insight on that at all the only thing I can say is is reading Joey Barton's book, he highlights the fact that um, he was in a group. Prison. <laughs> he was in that, but he was also in a, in a group of players uh, that was mixed between youth and experience, and they were the ones that kind of led him astray. But that, that it was more so a group more than an individual one-to-one. That's the only so, reference point I've got. So I'm, ta- I'm assuming that was sort of earlier in his career then, when that he was, was still at yeah. City. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was right when he first started. So yeah, I mean, look, so I that was quite. Guess. a few, So it's, if that's the case, then assuming, you know, applying that to every club, then it seems that they've been. That's been sort of the the norm for at least fifteen years. But they were, you know, that was that was old city. You know, that was city before they got bought and found some oil somewhere. So they were a pretty shitty little club then. Well, to be fair, they still are. But um, you know that. <sighs> whether that's different nowadays in, in the biggest in the bigger squads it's quite hard to see the only thing I will say is you, you see a lot with um, on social media of the same people in the same groups I don't know whether that's a more friendship group or that is more kind of the clubs trying to put them together you see also but you, you can still if you want to do one on one you can do it yes you, you can. Know I mean? you're not forced into putting you know, 12 people together or six or five or, or whatever, you can still go one-on-one. Um, obviously, my best guess, because I've not tried it, I'll be honest, it'd be interesting to see, but my best guess is you're no longer going to see huge determination jumps and you're not going to see personality changes in, in a month or two or, or whatever it whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> I think trying to wonder whether it's something that's the way it goes down sort of IRL, one thing that's easy to remember in the game is we can set this group as small or as big as we like. So it is leaving it is leaving us to do it however which way we want to do it, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, as well with the, the leadership uh, groups. So I sent um, Ruben Neves on one on my save towards the start of the season or about a quarter of the way through. And about just over half a season after he'd finished it, um, and for him personally, I it, I think I had a message saying he didn't really learn much off it. But I don't know if any of you guys have tried them with any other players, and if you've seen any big impact 
I'd assume it's to to do with uh, the mental stats or the mental attributes rather than anything else. Obviously, the leadership and 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 what else? Anyone else tried it? What's what's the requirements to send these people on? Because I I seem to find we're, we're getting when I'm trying to talk to some of my younger players, we can send them on leadership courses. I'm assuming if they're 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 their attributes are at a certain kind of threshold. They get, they can be, they, they can, you can kind of utilize them. Or is it the fact that it's just a, a selection of people that are willing to do it? Standing within the team now, so it's like it's less about hierarchy. experience and age. It's more like where they are in the social hierarchy. You know, the dynamics pyramid. So you can have a, <clears throat> a highly influential or even a team leader who may only be eighteen years old in the right setup with the uh, Kylian Mbappe. I don't know where he sits on PSG's pyramid, but. You can bet your ass he'll be he'll be high up there, and because he's highly influential, you can actually have him mentoring people who might even be a year older than him, or or or, or only a year younger than him. It's because his influence is high, and therefore he's influencing these other players, and that's where the change has come into into mentoring this year. The fact that it does no it no longer has to be as Dave said earlier on, you're 33 year old with with a with a 17 year old new gen. You know, it's uh, it's it's the change in the changing dynamic. Yeah, with the with the leadership as well. I've tried. I tried it with various players, and not. Ev- it's not like the. I'm not sure if the option is there for everyone, but with players, it is. You don't because you have to go to the board for them to agree it. They don't always accept it. So I'd assume there is some sort of threshold. For argument's sake, with Neves, it got accepted. I tried it with Herman Mara, who's only 17. He got rejected, but the board said it was because they don't think he'd be interested in it. So again, I don't know whether that's due to age, whether that's due to squad standing or whatever. But you are right with the with the, the hierarchy sort of thing. It's obviously more apparent because even in mentoring groups, it comes up with that. And you're right, regardless of player, if it's Mbappe or whatever, he's obviously a player you're going to look up to as an influential player. So that's always going to have some sort of effect on whatever you do. I was gutted with the leadership course. I um I had Flynn Downs. Um, centre midfielder for Ipswich um, I wanted him to become like the next Mark Noble I suppose um, I've seen him come through the ranks of Ipswich uh, in real life and obviously in Football Manager and I thought do you know what I think he only had I don't know 11 or 12 for leadership and I thought do you know what? I sent him on a leadership call the board accepted it he went on it spent a year you can't let him do anything else in training everything else gets cancelled just goes on a leadership course and then he ends up coming back with an attribute rise of one on leadership. And I was like, <laughs> for a few quid. And I was thinking, you know, he's, he could become a club icon because he's come through the ranks, centre midfielder. He's, he, you know, he's got everything about him to be, you know, Ipswich for the rest of his career. And I'm like, one. One poxy attribute kind of up. Yeah, the leadership courses is something I've looked at, and I think what I might do, I'm going to make a point when I go back. I'm going to find my <clears throat> youngest, most influential youngest player, and I'll go by age first, and see if I can pluck him out and and try and put him on a leadership course. Because I'm sure it will be, as long as they're influential. Um, the one where 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 uh, your board rejected it, Dave, it might be that he was in like social group two or three yeah, where they just right, know that yeah. like, he ain't going to be up for this. He's, you know, this lad's a sheep, not a shepherd, you know. Yeah. Um, so what I'll try and do is I, I might I might do that. I'll, uh, I'm will i going to write it down in a moment and I'm going to see because I've got quite a young squad 
Atlanta as well. There's some young and, and, and quite influential players there, I think, off the top of my head. So I'm sure that's something I'll be able to put to the test. With the uh, uh, the personality types, do you see and like, does the leadership course affect that, or is it purely just the um, mentoring groups that impact the personality sort of changes? Well, the personalities the personalities can still be influenced via the playing squad as well. To my knowledge, so if you've got a, a lot of a personality type, and there's a player who's who's I don't know a bit of a nightmare. Uh, I've not spotted it this year. Someone was talking about it on Twitter the other day. Is it what's the what's the uh, the really really crappy personality that everyone keeps seeing? Dave's one, unambitious. Unambitious, yeah, hey. yeah. I'm a, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure if <laughs> you still got if if you're heavily weighted up towards the good personalities, you can still claw one back in. But I don't know whether the leadership course would do it because I think again, harking back to what Dave's uh, when Dave's ones got rejected, my guess would be they've got to somewhat have a decent personality to be agreed to be sent upon the course. Well, he was driven to be fair, so that's what the only thing was because driven's meant to be one of the better ones, isn't it? Yeah, so but that, that might just be like book. one of the checkboxes, and it might yeah, have, yeah, might have yeah. to be driven as well as being That's in correct, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a decent standing in the club, you know, social yeah. standing. So yeah, I can't remember what it was, but one of my, which is probably not relevant, me bringing out, but one of my golden generation chaps, he had like I think he had really high determination, yet his personality really contradicted it. I can't remember what his personality was. And I had a lot of them, unambitious and um, like not driven at all, but or, or and not determined. And I can't remember what it was now, but I know we've touched upon it uh, on the pod before. I think Joe spoke about it, but it was it was really weird to see his attributes in in what I would say the personality trait would would kind of you would you kind of hope to see those high attributes to kind of correspond. Uh, co- I can't speak tonight. To, well, all the time. Uh, to, tonight. To, to know, to uh, to kind of be in sync with what his personality type is, but yet they were so far from what it togetherness. Yeah, words English <laughs> must be all that over time. You're doing God, that was I, difficult. Do you I, get I mean, what I mean? If not, I, I think sorry. I, do. I mean, if if I if if I've interpreted the 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 stream of consciousness, you just it, the attributes meant. didn't match the personality type. Yeah, yes, that's, what, that's what, what I was trying to say. Um, but it's difficult. The, <laughs> Uh, the the question I was going to ask: Does anyone notice the the personality affecting on pitch performances, or is it purely to do with how they sort of appear in the media, how they uh, interact socially with their teammates, uh, and whether they want to move more often, depending on how ambitious they are, etc., etc. Et does does a driven player try harder in big games, or actually? Uh, seem like they try harder across the 90 minutes or you know like taking dupe's example where he's got a driven player but low determination would he, would you notice that difference do you think i haven't noticed anything kind of on pitch um but i would say the body language is something of players which i think is becoming more and more influential on kind of performances um I've got a feeling that Toby's going to jump in and say exactly the same thing um, because I have seen him on stream 
uh, do something with penalty takers. And he might have even mentioned it on the pod. Um, but I've certainly noticed kind of when you see an anxious player or you see someone that's fired up, you know, you're looking at bookings or you're looking at you know key moments in a game. They're the players that you need to be having a look at. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't going to mention that. We actually spoke about it last week, so I won't go into it too much other than, yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a bit of a big deal. But I have, if we're talking about personalities and a, a personality that we always see would be professional, I've had professional players getting red carded and it'd be a right, you know, a very rightful red card, horror tackle, you know, definitely nothing you would appeal against. So then again, you know, although they're not, they're only human, you know, I suppose. Um, and, you know, mistakes will happen. But, you know, on the pitch, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, you know, you got, like like what Joe was saying before, you had one player, a player with one determination, you know, he could barely pull the skin off a custard, but plays his socks off, you know. <laughs> You know, it's uh, and I had I had a young lad at Atlanta in the first season. He's gone now, but Vasquez and when Martinez was injured or just generally sitting offside as he usually does, uh, Vasquez was this lad with you know not shambolic attributes, but it's just like you know you've not got a place in my squad, son. But all of a sudden he did have, but by nature of I had no one else, and he was banging them in. So sometimes you have the players who play out of you know beyond what their attributes show you, and you, you know. I think it's maybe that's based on a personality. I don't remember his personality type off the top of my head. You know, let's uh, let's you know let's just pretend for a second that he was driven or or, or a perfectionist. If you know, perfect at being average. Um, but you know, some players always outperform what we what we think they're going to, and maybe the personality comes into it. It's not something that I've kind of looked at, at to a big game. I want to get all my personalities in. That's actually going to do what I need them to do. Um, but one thing I will say is I've had a fair few issues this year with certain players. Uh, a couple of my, well, one of my professional players, uh, high, he was kind of quite high standard. He just stopped turning up to training because he wanted to move. Um, and again, stuff that is happening that wouldn't wouldn't kind of sit well with what his personality tra- uh, trait is, which is, um, it's not something I massively go into apart from driven and all of that jazz, but nothing that I delve enough into to kind of kind of make it warrant that look into it massively when I'm playing on the pitch if that makes any sense crikey these words are difficult this evening <laughs> I'm just going to stop I'll see you at the quiz alright just thinking of personalities and something again that was easy to do in FM18 was the um, asking an influential player to speak to another player if they were upset I haven't used it if I'm honest, in, in this version. So I didn't know if that was still something that was a little bit overpowered, should we call it that, where you, you could just ask someone to speak to it and they'll deal with it. I know it never worked for Dave, but it's because he's unambitious. Um, <laughs> the influential button is still there. That definitely still works. You know, when a player comes to you and says, I want a new contract, da, da, da. oh, you're an influential player. I don't, you know, don't, don't rock the boat so to speak and, and that seems to still work but I haven't tried to asking a player to have a conversation I didn't know if anyone else has done that between me beta save with United and early stages with Atlanta I think that's highly based on how much the club are now following you as a manager or the players are now following you as a manager so you know in your hierarchy you have the uh, the two green bars early doors at Atlanta I couldn't get I couldn't I couldn't 
get one of my players to tell the other one to stop pissing in a bucket. You know, it's it just wouldn't be a thing. They just wouldn't listen to anything. However, now that I've got titles under my belt and everything's pretty much like literally 100% green each side, um, at the moment I'm not having to deal with many issues with the squad because it's straight onto the influential player and say, oh, do me a favour. You know, he wants a new contract. He's not getting one because the salary claps up the fucking wall. Um, so uh, can you tell them to back off? And they do. So I'm pretty, I could be wrong. I'm sure there's a, a formula and, a, and, a, and a, a calculation that it all winds into, but I'm pretty sure it's like, once the players begin to follow you because you're doing well and they're believing in what you're trying to do and the direction the club's going in, I think at that point, that's when you can then be at the top of that hierarchy pyramid and you can influence those team leaders, those highly influentials, and say, look, I need you to take care of this for me. And they're like, yeah, do you know what? I'm on board with what you're doing, so I'll have a word for you. You know, not every time does player listen, um, but, uh, you know, you're not getting the old nah, boss. I'm not getting involved in that, you know? I've had um, mixed success with it this year, but the one, I don't know if it's a new feature, but the one that I'm having, not a lot, but a fair bit, is when I, when the player's having an issue, I approach the conversation and then they almost cancel it because they appreciate that you've approached them to to talk about it. The Say for argument's sake, oh, this player's moaning about game time. I say, what's the problem? They're like, oh, actually, it doesn't matter. I actually appreciate you coming to talk to me about it. I have had one or two where the players successfully spoke to them, but again, it's probably about 50-50 to be fair. But yeah, I'm, it, it's mixed at the moment. I'm still having some success, but similar to last year, there's still a, a fair bit where I can't really get the best out of the players. I do think it's quite interesting, and I haven't really done an awful lot with it this year, but on FM18, I actually paid quite close attention to the individual sort of dynamics pages because it tells you who players have existing relationships with as well as relationships with you. So obviously there are some going to be some players that you have a lot of political sway with, um, whether they be highly influential or not. Well, I tended, I think it was when I was at uh, Middlesbrough where I had a, a number of highly influential players who loved me and so would do, en- you know, literally do anything. Um, one of those being the captain, which is ideal. Um Extra bonuses may have been paid forth, <laughs> non-cash <laughs> bonuses. Beautiful. Emphasis on boner <clears throat> is <laughs> nice. Such a uh, have, we got, have we got time for a tangent? We have. We've probably got oh. time for a tangent. Ah, fuck it. We'll go for Insert it. Insert so, tangent. Insert tangent. You need a jingle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as we're talking about stuff that was changing last year and was different this year and. Um, you know the mentoring going in this year maybe it's going to evolve and be something else as we move forward and we spoke, mentioned about training last year I've got one to ask you guys that has got absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about <laughs> so if we remember if we remember and dude you're rubbing off on Wim me away. So. remember it's <laughs> not the only time I've rubbed off on you to be honest class episode 69 class just three episodes um, ago <laughs> if you remember last Sorry. year if you remember last year, we had the pre-match meeting added to the game. Oh, and it was crazy. like, do you know what? It's a bit wanker. No one really uses it. Apart from pie. Giving, giving it to the assistant manager or, or passing it off or skipping it entirely, I think, is pretty much where the vast majority of people ended up with. And we were like, you know, probably a placeholder. It's in place and, you know, it's going to step on and improve. And Has anyone used it this year? No. <laughs> Fast tangent. Never. 
I'm no. still skipping. That's my point. I'm still skipping it. I think yep. I tried it once early doors, and I was like, well, that's not changed much, so yep. uh, skip. But I've act- like uh, the past few weeks, I've accidentally clicked on it. I'm like, oh, sh- fuck it. Let- let's give it a go, and it's still the exact same. It still doesn't work. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Click the same things, try different yeah. things. And but I bet I I very rarely had positive impacts from it. It's mainly negative. Like if you've chosen the thing that really irks me is like you, it will still apply the the whole. If you're deciding to play counter against a team you're expected to 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 win easily against, I want to be playing counter because I want them to. I want to force them to have to to. Uh, attack me as well so there's space for me to exploit rather than just hammering at them on attack and then them countering me with ease but the game doesn't take that into account at all and so if you play counter against a much weaker side that if you and you go into a into the pre-match meeting it will still say uh that we're playing too defensive for this this level of opposition or something along those lines which i think is absolute horseshit because ultimately you can only select what the game gives you and therefore you should be able to attack when you're playing counter-attack. It's just a, a, it doesn't, it's still relatively washy in in that regard and it's a bit frustrating for me that you can't play, you know, effectively you'd have to select an attacking tactic and then check it for the team meeting or the, the pre-match meeting and then change it back for the actual match. So it's a bit frustrating and I think a bit, it needs work still that part if people yeah. are actually going to use it yeah anyway tangent over agreed marvellous yeah. right, should we move on to some of your questions um, as we've just had one from Tobes uh, Nicky Afro asks uh, if there was any league you could add to FM for FM20 which league would it be does anyone have anything that Dave not Malta no hey no one wants Malta that was the answer <laughs> is there anything that sort of that any particular league that, that interests you outside of what's already available that you would like to try? Because I can't really think of any. I've, I was I read the question earlier. I was like, I'm really not sure if I the, actually have any. The, the thing is, I think that with the amount of leagues, there probably are some like the fucking like the Qatari league or something that they could add that someone is definitely going to ask for. But the thing is, with the amount of leagues that's already on there, there's enough choice to make a save or, or pick a team. But then it, if you really do want to do it, there's obviously sort of the ex- extended databases anyway. be a different question, I suppose, if you said which leagues would you like licensed or whatever in a dream world. But yeah, the actual leagues themselves, there's so many teams, there's not really much more they can add to the game. I mean, I've, I, there's a lot of people getting very butthurt over um, oh, the whole the hashtag, hashtag thing. thing because, like, And with it not going... Uh, <laughs> we're basically having that one division and that was all that you could play in and that would that was uh, a bit daft wasn't, really. it wasn't, but, that, wasn't that game free yeah it was it's not worth even discussing that's just people being assholes if it was free to own I don't see I don't see the, the discussion about it you can't complain about something that cost it nothing. was it was yeah it, it's, it wasn't necessarily about that it was the fact that SI kept tight lipped about it which is their prerogative if they want to do that ultimately um, but the, my my point around that was um, Dave was saying about licensing I think it would be interesting to see if FM would extend 
databases in the existing countries and maybe give you the ability to go lower with uh, the vanilla database rather than having to rely on edited databases. But then I guess you'll get then people crying about uh, you're stepping on our toes. You, you know, we, we enjoy making the databases, etc., etc. And so for the greater good of everyone, those that, that, that small minority will get... Um, would be offended by that and that's not me slighting on on the hard work that people who create these databases do but they're the people that will get annoyed potentially by by si going in and extending the the levels that they or of the at least english footballing pyramid they go down to and and potentially further afield just throw a greg's vegan sausage roll at him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the pigeons around a sausage the, the thing is yeah the, the guys that do the databases must spend hours and hours and and it's good work a lot of them would the, would the stuff for argument's sake if you wanted football manager to go lower than the conference I think for them it's easily doable the only issue is well it's not even an issue as such you'd have to get obviously extra researchers to do all the work and, and so on you'd have to look into licensing for it which again I don't think would be a massive issue um, but with the it's it's probably an issue in itself with the non-league anyway. With the amount of changes because of the contracts, yeah, non-contract players leaving the club. Is, uh... Like for argument's sake, you know, obviously Sylvani Ewanks Blake. He's probably still a early thirties. I think he's played for about five non-league clubs in the last three months because of all the non-contracts. As soon as they bring him, say for argument's sake, one marquee player, after two weeks they can't afford him. The player's left again, and then and straight away your database is out of date. So I think that's the only issue sort of below conference because I think the conference has got a little bit of stability. Well, but below most, that... The- most conference and, and North and South uh, teams are generally professional. Yeah. Um, well, they've got semi-pro contracts with a little bit of, you know, rights yeah. and stability to them. But as soon as you go below that and it's like amateur or non-league contracts, it's like out the window. Like, literally, you could field a, a different 11 every few weeks. Kettering were like that. They had a... When they were... I mean, they're, they're in the division below... The uh, well, well, there'll be conference the north or south, club. but yeah. um, but they're uh, but a couple, when they were in the I can't remember, it would have been southern division, uh, southern central division one or something like that, and they they ended up they had a player who joined them twice over the course of the season, uh, <laughs> who left them like so I think he started two games, left them, then came back at Christmas. A play, yeah. it's bonkers because it's it, non-contract terms, but yeah, he was able to do it. Um, okay, I think we spent a bit longer on that on those questions than I, or on that question than I thought we would. So we'll uh, we'll move straight on to the quiz. It's time for the quiz, Mr. Rosapardi. Have you got your questions ready? Yeah, I have got the questions ready today. Right, it's uh, a little bit of a mix because it's a similar sort of um, style or structure to the Curti quiz. So obviously it's uh, all against each other. You've got to shout your name out to win. And obviously the first one to to get it correct will get the point. Um, but the fact, well, today it's going to be about football manager attributes. So the players with the best attributes in the game. So there are sort of three rounds as such or three uh, rounds to each question. So the first round will be worth, if you can get it, would be worth three points you get it within the second round of clues it'll be two points and if you get it with the last round it'll be one point i expect you all to get one for every single one i'd be very very surprised if you don't get an answer for every single one but fairly straightforward so for example number one i'd say uh, whatever uh, pace 20 
uh, I'd say the the country they're from and their age. Obviously, if you can get it within that, it's three points. I'll give you about five, ten seconds between each one. If not, we'll skip forward to the next bit. If you if you try and guess on the first one, are you and you don't get it right, you froze yeah, out. Yeah, you, you froze out. You froze yeah. out completely. Yeah. All right then. And obviously, if there's any more uh, questions that you have, you can just ask. Right then, we're ready to go. Hi. So number one, uh, it is twenty passing. He's Spanish and he's thirty-eight years old. Joe. Go on, Joe. Chavi. Yep, correct. So that one is worth three points. There are a few which I'd expect are a little bit harder on there. All right, number two, 20 dribbling, Dutch, 34. Joe. Yeah. Aaron Robin. Jeez, all right. Maybe it's a bit too easy, this one. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, number three, 20 tackling, French, 27. Okay, move on to the next round. 31 caps for France. And the fun fact is that he's only five foot six. Nerd. Go on, Matt. Oh, bloody hell. Kante. Yeah, correct. There's two points for that one. Right, question four. 20 strength. English, 36. Nerd. Go on, Matt. Mm. No, he's like, oh, John Terry, but it's not Joe. No, go on, Joe. Akinfenwa. Yeah, correct. I was going to so go for Akinfenwa, but isn't he Nigerian, <laughs> Dave? Uh, well, I've got he's English. He's in, he's English in game, to be fair. Oh, that's what, that's what I was going to say, Akinfenwa, and I thought, ah, he's Nigerian. Oh yeah. By the way, like obviously the whatever appearances, whatever age is at the start of a football manager database. It's from a large database as well. So I don't want someone to come in and say, uh, you forgot about Colonel Gaddafi with like 20 finishes. <laughs> Colonel <whatever>. Gaddafi, that's <laughs> example. In the Qatari Jeez. leagues or whatever, I don't know. So uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, this one maybe is a little bit more difficult. Question five, 20 work rate, Irish, 31. Joe. Go on, Joe. No. You said Irish, didn't you? Yeah. He did. I'm going to have to pass. Have to it's gone it. right out of my head. Going to have to leave that one there, Joe. All right, and round, uh, round, two, round two of the question. 80 caps, and he's played for four English clubs. Teach. Go on, then. No. I give up. <laughs> I, I had a player in mind and then realised as I'd said my name, he ain't Irish. Uh, <laughs> Who was it? Well, we'll go for the last, this is the last round of questions now. So you should get um, this, either of you two. Uh, striker, and he plays for Southampton. No, no. Go on, Matt. Oh, God. Oh. I've forgotten his was name. Was he bottled it? No, <laughs> I haven't. I... Doop. Oh, a massive name. <laughs> I'm going to have to Doop. freeze you out there, Matt. Go on, Doop. Uh, Long. Oh, uh, Shane Long. Yeah, correct. You got I there in the end. First I, lo name. I love, I love <laughs> Joe win with the, by the way, he's got a massive name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that was the bit that, I, was like, I can't remember his fucking first oh, name. That was a good one. Right then. Uh, question six. 20 acceleration. Spanish, 23. Nerd. 
Go on, Matt. Hector Bellerin. Correct. Yes. Oh, that's a shout, that is. Good shout. Right then. Question seven. 20 aggression. Spanish, 29. Dupe. Teach. One dupe. Diego Costa. Yeah, correct. Good shout. Spanish. Brazilian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's the next... The, the <clears throat> part of the next clue was wasn't born Colonel in Gaddafi. nation he represents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question eight. 20 flair. Portugal, 34. Dupe. I'll give it dupe. Ronaldo? Nope. Teach. Correct. Go on, teach. Charisma. Yeah, correct. I thought that might have been a bit of a trick question because there was Nanny as well who could have been an option, but I thought he was a little bit too young. So. Um, uh, question sure. nine. Um, potentially Im- important uh, with the last two. Uh, 20 reflexes. Uh, Slovenia, 33. Joe. And Joe. Handanovic. Yeah, correct. Boom. Handanovic. And the final question. 20 leadership. Italian, tw- um, 34. Dupe. Go on, Dupe. Cialini. Incorrect. Teach. Go on, Teach. De Rossa. Yeah, correct. He was your player, Dupe. He was your player, Dupe. I thought when you went in, I thought he's got it all day long. Right, then calculating quickly the results. Quick maths. Quick maths. Right, then. Uh, for, uh, well, in last place, unfortunately, Dupe, it's you with four. Uh, we've got in third, we've got Matt with five points. In second, we've got Tobes with six. And Joe running out on top with 12 points. Well, well done, Dad. Joe. Congratulations, Joseph. Boom. I need a life. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Get> a life. <laughs> That's one thing. I like that, Dave. You, you can do it again. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, Let's get some plugs in before we depart then, gentlemen. Mr. Duke, where can people find you? Nowhere at the moment, but uh, when this goes live, I should be back streaming. FM Dupe. Marvellous. Joseph, where can people find you? Friday Night FM on Twitter. Fantastic. David, where can people find uh, you? David's a party on YouTube and Twitter. Tobes, where can people find you? Twitch.tv forward slash teach. Marvellous. And you can find me at Nerdphonic on Twitter and most other popular places, as well as this podcast, which you're already listening to. Fantastic. That brings episode number 72 to a close. You can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account, and we stream a firm Discord server in the podcast description. The Five Star Potential Podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms hopefully if it works this Sometimes week during the week <laughs> <laughs> with a new podcast released every Monday at 8am as long as it works uh, this has been 5 Star Potential a WeStream FM production and we'll see you all next week happy new year everyone and uh, start as we mean to go on etc blah 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 uh, say goodbye folks goodbye Bye folks bye